Hi, it's Lori Jean Fanella, singer-songwriter. It's a beautiful Friday morning here in Portland, Oregon, and I'm getting this podcast recorded. I just practiced the new song that I wrote for you guys this week called Never Expected, and it's really coming together nice. I have the kids playing out at the uh, playground in my apartment complex downstairs. So if you hear kids in the background, that's what that is. Other than that, it's it's pretty quiet. It's a little bit warmer today than usual. I had to open up my window a little bit. I have the fan on low, don't have the AC on. It, um, yeah, it just warmed up. All of a sudden it was so cold and now it's so warm. and. For my last podcast, I have been telling you how I have been spending so much time at the library. I've got some really cool recipes. I've been having wonderful positive vibes from the smell of slow cooker cooking and the smell of banana bread in the air while it was cooking just brought back, brought positive vibes to me where I had been cutting out so many different foods, not only from price, but because of what's in them and things that ordinarily are probably pretty healthy for you and I've been pushing myself exercising and eating right and um, it's been pretty hard to exercise lately. I've been pretty tired but between the pain of exercising with new movements and the pain of my abuse injuries that I'm pushing against and this is after many years and I still stay there within you unfortunately with us when we're beat up but um, it's been hard and I tell myself that uh it's, it's all worth it, it's all worth it, and I'm waiting to get to that plateau, which I'm not quite there, but, and then of course it's something I've I got to do for the rest of my life, but as I get closer to it, it's easier, so. So this song kind of, I guess, can go a little bit with um, the theme of what I'm talking about. And the one thing I was thinking about when we think of regrets and things that we should have done and oh I wish I did that and and we all hate that and everyone will tell you don't do that it's it's not good but the one thing I can't believe that I did is when I was separated and decided to leave my husband and I was still young I was in my early 20s I had made a uh, I had made arrangements arrangements I had an idea in my head to go to New York I can't think of the best thing obviously when you do that you end up making arrangements but even with everything throughout the time of me having a way to save money and get arrangements together, I still ended up going. And I was seeing someone, and he made my life really easy. I mean, he wanted me to move into a condo that he was going to buy, and I was going to get to decorate it the way I wanted. Um, he took me out to eat all the time. I mean, I never had to want for anything when he picked me up. Very much... Um, a gentleman to me and I was only with him three months but he was very hurt at the fact that I still wanted to go even after all the time we spent together but it was it was something that I said I was going to do and I just didn't falter to it and I was having a hard time working it was really difficult for me and I didn't realize a lot of it was because now I was a woman on my own and I left my husband and word travels fast and 
So it was just one of those things where I was kind of being chastised a little bit and and which I felt more when I went home, like the first time from New York for a very tiny, just really to visit. I didn't expect to stay there. Unfortunately, I got stuck there. And then the second time, which was off the wall, that's when I felt that either I was being hated so bad, wouldn't it be funny to set her up in kind of a human trafficking thing, even if we weren't gonna actually take her, we do all the things to her that you go to get there, or actually they were, someone was trying to take me for that, and horrible, horrible things happened. But when I think back of all the things that I did in my life, I um, I really would not have had the courage to do anything that, I, that I've done beyond that if I didn't go to New York. I went by myself, and the place I stayed at was referred by a friend, so I was set up safely at a safe apartment, and I I had a lot of friends, a lot of friends, kind of a lot of a associate, not associates, um, social friends. I had a lot of social friends, and then I had, of course, the woman who I lived with, who was friendly toward me, and we did some things together, and then there was a guy across the street who was friends with her, who was friends with people back at home too. I don't know if he's the one that set me up with the I think he did with her, but so I knew people and and I just for what I went there, I think it was the spring. If I remember correctly, it was the spring of eighty four. And then it, unfortunately the end of eighty four I got sick and had to have my tonsils out. They were really annoying me. The the sinuses in New York were the air in there were, uh, it gave me some kind of sinus problem. So, but I, I was there, what is that, like six months or something? March, April, May, June, July, August, September. It seemed like the longest six months of my life because I just did so much that I never did in my life. I mean, I never left my home area, um, like my whole life until, gosh, I know I was in my teens, but I mean, to slightly go outside of it, even out of like, the uh, the city area. I'd go to my grandma's, who was one city over. That would be like my huge thing out of my small town with my parents and my mom. And actually, no, my grandmother took us to Boston to see the Nutcracker when we were little because I fell asleep there most of it. That's probably two or three, and I must have been two. But I just never did anything. I went anywhere. So this was huge, huge, huge. And I got a lot more confidence. And I still, that's a, an extremely difficult thing to do. And I never faltered in saying, oh my God, I'm not going to go. Can I go? I think I did think once, is it too comfortable for me so that I should stay? But you know, if I had stayed, I would have stayed in the same same cycle of life that I did not like. And it's not like I, I didn't like anything that I did beyond um, making my mood to be by myself. Though, like I said, it was hard job-wise. But it, I could feel some sense of comfortableness in that because of course now I had breathing room and I didn't have all the friction that was going on in my marriage, which was really, really bad. But I, um, it's, it's like I still knew, even with that one thought, 
should I stay there? And I know what would have happened. I would have just kept fighting and fighting because the, the more I push, I think, to get closer to a situation, my husband was really against that. And I, I feel now that the more obstacles would be fighting toward me and that men really have so much control over your atmosphere, even if you're not in the same uh, state as them. Because I know when I went to New York to do things, my gosh, I'd, I'd, turn, I'd turn around and someone would say, well, you're not allowed to do that. You can't do that. You can't do this. And I'm like, where are they getting these directions from? And I was so used to being quiet. And every time I would make a move or do something, or at least at those stages of my life, it would be after suffering some kind of abuse. So someone would say, well, why didn't you say anything? Well, I probably had some mild brain damage from my neck being cracked by my ex-husband and of course, the second time I, my second long-term relationship, a boyfriend, he had smashed my head against his SUV car window. So, I mean, people think it's because you're so repressed, but you have to realize when you're shaken and you're hit and you're banged, I mean, you can't react quickly because you just can't react quickly, period. So I had that, that one thing twice, two or three times I had it said to me. I even had one photographer who... I won't mention her name, but she has worked with some big people. And she said, you know, I was told not to do anything for you. And she did shoot pictures with me, but she wanted to refer me to uh, an agency. And I said, okay, okay. I mean, I was so scared. I didn't want other people to get hurt. And so I said, that's fine. That's fine. And the other thing was like music videos. I thought I'd be really cool music videos this one place. And, And then someone came around the corner that worked at this place and said, oh, I was getting some pictures down there. And well, she she's not allowed to. And that was the one time, obviously, you think I would have said why or something. But um, and then there was uh, I forget what the one other time was. So there were I mean, the men, they just hold serious control. And I don't think they even have to know anybody. I think all they have to do is say, well, you know, my ex-wife or my wife, I'm sure would have been more appropriate is out there, I don't want her doing this, this, and that. And it seems like people just jump. Okay, no problem. So, but through all of this, and this has probably been my entire life, because I left when I was pretty young, left this marriage. Um, I feel like I'm flying so high now. And, and I did other things in between there that would definitely make me feel high I kept making little milestones along the way like I do little things I do like a little commercial here like I did a commercial for risotto in the money store and then I did like an extra in a commercial with uh, Larry Bird and I really wish I could remember this guy's name of course I wouldn't remember my head was smashed against the SUV car window uh, he was a Patriots football player he was there too um, I don't remember if I was an extra in his commercial we were all there though and um, he was just so sweet, though. And and then I did a, I was an extra for I think it was two days in a movie um, with Jamie Gertz and Dylan McDermott, and the whole those whole scenes were wiped out. And I snuck myself in there really well, hoping to get a sag part. But anyway, I had to stop doing that because I had already had brain damage because of whoever wanted to do whatever to me, uh, which happened to me in New York. Um, a second time when I went back because uh, the first time I was just kind of uh, 
a very strange thing happened to me and I wasn't thinking and it was an agency that was interested in me to do some work and not only I think it was some print modeling it was some um, commercials and her girl went off to Hollywood to do all this movie stuff which I had I didn't want to do it all commercials I wasn't even crazy about but I thought what the heck and well I never made it there because of what happened to me with this one guy and it was somewhere I was temping and he was perfectly reputable and well got hurt again didn't even know him he offered me a ride so anyway and then um boy what was I talking about him losing my track here so I did all these things and I know I'm forgetting to say something here I did all these things and all these milestones and um oh they might have been really small these like extra things and stuff but um anyway I did them and I thought that was pretty cool and let's see what else did I do in between that? oh I took a um a makeup so kind of makeup instruction course in Boston through one of the top esthetician schools it was just kind of a certificate thing but if I had time and this is when I was going through uh when I was separated my husband went to divorce me at that time and it was extremely difficult I mean the pain was horrible and I don't know if it's because the way I was being treated or I was just used to being with him since I was 15 or actually no 16 um long term I mean uh every day kind of thing I was having a really, really tough time with it. So instead of sitting around feeling sorry for myself, and I was really being treated pretty badly, <laughs> I would just jump into something and do different things. And so I, I took this makeup course, and I got an A in it, I did really well. So I don't know if it helps me put on my own makeup, but probably not. <laughs> things have changed. But So I just was always doing a different milestone, went to New York and back and forth from New York. I did these things, took a commercial course at Wiest Baron in Boston and tried to take a couple classes. I've talked about that only. I was able to finish one class at Emerson College. So all these things add up though. I mean, even though I'd have all, all these horrible things I'm telling you that happened to me in between there, if I had the time, I would grab it and just do something. So I think the first thing that really helped me was the thing that I went to New York. So let's get to how the song starts. So never expected, I do the um, chorus first. I bet you never expected to see me so high. You got my number, got my act. I kept on ignoring, ran, never answered the phone. I kept my head when all the negativity came swaying at me. I ignored all the rules comments from those that didn't even know me and no one knew what I had gone through I think this was the biggest thing I did to myself I think if I could definitely change one thing one thing at all I should have spoke up for myself I was raised to especially by both my grandmothers you sit up straight you sit up tall you got to realize my grandmother my father's side came from a royal family so you don't talk about things you don't complain you don't fret you just sit up and you swallow it whether you're a woman or a man I wish that I said well and I know I couldn't say that he hit me and people would have believed me and crowded around me and hugged me and he would have been arrested and I would have been the victim and everyone would have felt sorry for me and I would have gone on and showed my strength and better been a per- better person I know that wouldn't have happened with me anyway okay who he was who his family was that wasn't going to happen But if I just said my side, 
at least the fact that he was making my life difficult. Even one thing like that versus whatever people thought that would, you know, was going on because of me having the courage to leave and not say anything and holding my head high and trying to make it look like I was doing it really well. I, because of that, I had a lot of people judging me. And honestly, I was surprised at how many people wanted to judge me when I, I really wasn't that close to them. They didn't know me well. And they, they would have a, um, an idea in their mind of who they felt I was. And I just really was so shocked by that. And after that, I said, spread it thin, spread it enough, which is what I did. I, I mean, every nickel and dime that I had, I, I just made sure I, it went wisely, uh, spread it. I did it just enough. Now everyone knows my name, which I thought was pretty cool. I shared a lot of information on how I self-published and, uh, I don't think I got too much into it. Yes, I've, I've shared also how I've been able to produce my own music really reasonably. You can hear the kids in the background. But isn't that a nice thing now to hear the children all happy? We, I haven't heard that enough. They closed our playground for the longest time. And then I come in back again with the, um, the chorus. I kept on going, kept on living, making my way to where I am. I discussed that. It's sad when you're alone, when you have to be strong, so you will grow. Now, of course, we all know when you're going through these things, it's very hard. I traveled many miles, many bad adventures, ones all on my own, which is everything I just said. So I really think I wrapped up the description of the song really, really well. And the composition is kind of fun. I, I used to, when I was with Factory Fast Records, I would cheat with GarageBand a lot. <laughs> but I would... I could easily um, blend different loops together because I believe anyway, GarageBand automatically puts the beats together, matches them up. It's a lot harder when you're taking loops that are online and you're trying to put them together like that. But I was really lucky or my ears well or people having to put things out there that kind of were consistent. And I was able to do that again in this song. So I really enjoy that part of it. It's really hard, I'm finding, with good music to match the lyrics to it. But I think it's probably something you just have to learn how to do and get better at it. So this morning I finally found a way to blend my lyrics in with a composition in a way that it sounds pretty cool. So I won't sing it today for that reason, for sure. And because I'm a little tired, I worked really hard yesterday oh yeah the news finally got a dream which I will put the master copy up so you guys can download it for free I finally got the song done and it's coming out September 14th and I'm really really excited of course it's not going to ever be the best at this point of course maybe it never is with anybody because I'm doing it in my bathroom I have a very short window of being able to get in there and do it so I, I did do that, and I, I'm three tries between having to warm up my voice and get it the way I want it. I got it done. And like I said, it's not the best, but I think it's, I think it's the best thing I've recorded so far where uh, my health with my throat and head are, is under control. And, of course, I'm getting stronger because my body's getting stronger because I did so many different things with diet and exercise. So that really helps. I did not think that could ever happen in my life again. 
I'm shocked to know that I can be where I am right now. I'm still struggling physically, but not to wait, really. I mean, of course, that there's some things that could be better for sure. But it's just trying to still kind of get my uh, my whole uh, my whole body wrapped around the fact of functioning with injuries and with things that are wrong with me from being abused and well, they're all injuries though, really. Well, no, some are, are physical injuries that hurt. So, and some are conditions that I have that are physical that from being hurt. That I'm, I'm trying to wrap it all around my new body here. So, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I I, th- I think I did, you know, for a singer and songwriter, and I'm never going to claim to be this, wow, great voice here, and, you know, I'm like Adele, or, I mean, that is so not even close, but the fact that I've been trained enough that I can get a song out there to express myself is really important to me, because the most important thing to me has been to express myself, and sure, I'd love to be out in that stage, and you know, be ramming on with other women and we're lighting the candles and we say, yeah, let's do this. And, you know, we can do this and we are going to do this. And thanks for letting us know this. And <laughs> Now that's all fine. That, that's certainly a dream in my mind. But, you know, the fact that I can even put something together that I can even think that way, I think is, is something else. So if I can somehow help you guys out there and you feel like you want to sit down and just express yourself, you can't play instruments like me, where I've tried so many times and tried so hard. You know, there's loops out there that are free. I mentioned, I've mentioned quite a few times, loopamen.com and the royalty-free. Some people ask you to leave a link. Some people don't. I don't usually like to bother the ones that don't ask for a link to be left, but um, I don't know, maybe it's better to leave it at all of them, but they're, they're very open over there. Most people don't even leave links, so they made something, but I definitely try to at least make sure that I've been able to get a link in there if someone has asked for one. So, if I've been able to anyway help you get words down there and express yourself and write something right, you know, put something down on paper, then I'm thrilled. And uh, once again, let's all pray for our world and pray for those who are fighting for their lives right now and pray for the hospitals who are overwhelmed, especially here in Oregon. We were in the news very recently and we're completely overwhelmed. And But our vaccination rates are going up really high, which is good. The FDA approved it. So I think that'll open up people more. That would certainly open up my heart more. I was very afraid to get the vaccination myself. So I exactly, I... I know exactly where you're at and how you feel. I was very, very, very afraid. And then, of course, I just closed into everyone around me and wanted to huddle with them. And it made me feel secure. But there were too many things I was closing out. And I wasn't taking care of things. And I got to the doctors almost kind of on the brink of being, it could have been too late for me. And where I know now, it's hard to get medical care. So if you can get your care, just make sure you get in there. If you need a physical, get in there. Because... I had to be told, you got to stop doing these things. You're hurting yourself. And my liver was inflamed. Now, if I didn't go in there after I got my vaccination, which was my goal, um, Lord knows what I would be up against, especially if I needed surgery, and then I couldn't even get in there. So try to take care of things. And if you've been afraid because of um, if the uh, shot is an FDA approved, it is now. So that's a good thing to know. That would certainly turn things around huge for me. I was waiting for that. But I 
I felt I couldn't wait. I really had to make the decision. And it made me sick. I did not feel good. I did not die. Uh, I, I feel like I could have. But I have um, a horrible head injury that does not want to. I mean, I'm choking on mucus and phlegm that drains from my head or liquids. Maybe I don't think it's mucus and phlegm once it's up in your brain. So, I mean, everything affects me. But I was choking when I was coming in and out trying to fight off this thing. So, I mean, I have all these things that are going on with me that um, probably a lot of other women do, too. So I think women are having a really hard time trying to decide what to do for themselves. These poor women that are pregnant and then they have the children trying to decide what to do for them. And I know when you have to make a child wear a mask, I know sometimes I can't breathe. And then of course, if you if you know you start to psychologically feel closed in sometimes and kids can't understand why their world's being turned upside down. So it's, it's very, very hard right now for moms out there. So I just, um, you know, I, I once again, like I said last time, I'm, I'm so, uh, so behind you and what you have to do. And, but I, uh, yeah, pray for the hospitals. There's no room at our ICUs anymore, almost out here in Oregon. And, um, so thankfully those that feel comfortable getting a vaccination and can are, are able to access that now and, and be a little more comfortable with it. And uh, so our numbers should get a little bit better, but there's going to be a pretty bad interim here now, I can see. But So we'll pray for those going to heaven and those who have made this, the decision to fight this um, virus on their own. And so um, please stay blessed. Lori Jean Fanella, sing a song. Negativity came swaying out and went through all the rude comments from those that didn't even know. Spread it thin, spread it enough. Everyone knows my name. I bet you never expected to see so high. See?